I'm Sherry Greco-Rikus, co-founder of Rappaport Rikus Capital Management. Welcome to the Maximize Your Return on Life podcast. As an investment advisor, I guide clients to reflect upon their core values as they make major life decisions. I will be interviewing real people with real stories who have embraced this approach to achieve success. I hope their stories will inspire you to maximize your return on life. I'm so excited today to have Kathy Bressler on my podcast. I've known Kathy for many, many years and have known about her passions, and we've had so many discussions on how values influence our lives. She is an ordained interspiritual minister with an MBA who's been working on opening a center for healing and community in Chicago for close to a decade. Her dreams became reality in January 2020, good timing, Kathy, when she (laughs) founded Altar, a soul-quenching communal space for women to gather, create, and unfurl. Today, we are discussing Kathy's journey from having spiritual programs in her living room to creating Altar, more about the types of programs that Altar offers, and I know Kathy's going to give you tips on how you can create more possibilities in your life. Now, Kathy, when she started her firm, Alter, she could have been a COO, a CEO, but she picked a different title, which I absolutely love, Consciousness Concierge. So, Kathy, I just kind of want to start there. How did you come up with that title when you started Alter? Well, I have to say, I did not come up with the title. My very dear friend, Laura Berman, who many, many years ago now, it it predates Alter, but she came up with the handle and it was, it was almost like a joke in the beginning, but it's so accurately described what I do. And it's an outgrowth of my own passion for like conscious growth and development. And I, and I like I kind of like move through the world like a, like a blue whale, like taking in the krill of all this information, I guess, you know, learning about living life well, right. Whatever that means. And so what I do is if you and I are having a conversation about like how tough it is to be a a parent of young adults, right? Like I, I have like just this crazy, like Rolodex in my head of, I remember all the things and I'll be like, Oh, I just read this article. Like Sherry, you should, you should read this. Or here's my favorite quote about conscious parenting or whatever it is. It's very organic. And I never had a way to describe this thing that I do. And then one day Laura was like, she'd asked me to send her stuff on some topic. You know, she's a, an amazing relationship and sex therapist. So I think she was doing a program on conscious sexuality. And so I was just like sending her a bunch of stuff. And, and I said, Oh my God, am I like inundating you with information? And she said, no, no, you're my soul concierge. No, no, you're my consciousness concierge. And then it, it just sort of stuck because it really did describe this kind of, I don't know, strange gift that I have for finding just the right thing for whoever is in front of me. And how did this whole passion for spirituality start? I mean, you were kind of ahead of your time, I think, when you started thinking about this. Honestly, for as long as I can remember, I have been really just so 
curious, passionate about the meaning of it all, you know, like even as a little kid, like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing it? What makes me, me? And what makes you, you and personality and identity and philosophy? Like I just was very voraciously interested in that for my own kind of like self-understanding. But then over time, I kind of became a person who people in my life came to for insight and counseling and, you know, companioning. And it was, it was very organic that it then, you know, has meandered its way into something that I guess now I could call a professional (laughs) profession, but I don't know. It's just very innately who I am. I feel like I grew up in a very kind of secular intellectual world in which that wasn't really fed. So I like did it on my own and got super curious. Yeah, because you kind of took the path that a lot of people take. You got your MBA. Weren't you a consultant for a while? Yes. So that probably didn't call to you as much as what you're doing now. I did. I tried so hard to like be normal, <laughs> you know, like to do the thing. What is normal though? There is no so, normal. Right. So that's that's the answer. But I think I tried so hard to fit in, to belong, to like do the thing I thought I was like expected to do as someone who was also like smart and ambitious and capable. And so I kind of did like the hardest thing I could do. And even though I was absolutely passionate about psychology and spirituality in college, I didn't even take a psychology class until I was a senior. I took personality theory and I was like, blew my mind but I was like an econ major. I don't know. You know, I think we do that. We just like get in a channel. It was fine. I used to say when I was working in brand management, like just feels like my work self and my real self are two different people. And I hated that feeling. And so like, in some sense, my, this other path, it's been like over time, more and more permission to be exactly who I am. And like, as Peter always says to me, like, let my freak flag fly. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then really like extend that permission to other women. Well, the good news is uh, getting your MBA, you did meet someone special, right? I totally did. And like that, (laughs) that is, you know, in my, in my women's circle, which we end every single circle. We, well, when we were in person, we used to hold hands and we would look into the eye of the woman to your right. And we would say that which is right is unfolding right? This idea that like everything that is happening in life, whether you think it's good or bad is happening for you and for your own growth and your own evolution. And so even though I feel like I made the wrong choice of like what college I went to, it wasn't a great fit for me. I ended up at Bain on my first day of work in the best job I ever had. I met Peter Bressler and, you know, lo these many years later, (laughs) we're, we're still together. So Right. Like you can't, you can't control the path. There's good in everything. And I love this, what you talked about, because we do have a lot of young listeners and everyone kind of feels they have to go the path that's expected, but you know, we are working for a long time. So you really have to dig into your values, which I think you have to decide how you want to spend your time. And I think it's important, but you and I have talked for years about the women's circle that you started in your living room. And I've never really gotten to dig deep into that. So can you tell us how it started and what happens in that circle? So, you know, like everything starts in my life, at least it's the good things start very organically. It was in 
I guess in 2012, I met Susan Hyman, who's a dear friend, but who like for many years when they would hear like who I was and what I did, they would be like, oh, you must know Susan Hyman, right? And, and vice versa. And we finally connected. She was a coach at the time. And I was sort of yearning for, again, like a place to put all this like knowledge and helping energy. And so we pretty early in our first conversation realized we both were interested in like creating a women's circle and just gathering women. And we were reflecting on the fact that so many of the women in our lives were like feeling stuck and feeling alone and feeling like they, they wanted to navigate life with like more ease and grace and more connection. But as women, like a lot of times, right, we're sort of like, we buck up and we think we have to do it by ourselves. And we're trying to like, not show that we don't know what we're doing. And so we were like, let's start a circle. And I teach soul collage and she was a coach. And so we just kind of like made an agenda and we sent it out to like all the women in our life. And 43 women were like, yes, I would like to come. And we held a couple of free ones. Did you have 43 women in one circle or did you break it down into small? Well, no, we did three. So we took so 43 women were like, yes, I'd like to come. So in the summer of 2012, we did three different circles at my. Is it a one time or do you do a series? It was a one time. And then we sort of, it was like our focus group. And then in the fall of 2012, we launched LIFT, which stands for living and flow together in my living room with. What started as one group, six sessions every other Thursday. We've been meeting for 10 years and you committed to six sessions and then you could re-up or you could, you know, a new group could come in. And at one point we had three groups. Now I have one really big group. Wait, so the same group has been meeting for 10 years? Yes. There are women who were in that first Thursday morning group who are still in my Thursday morning group. Oh my God. They must've gotten really close through the years. It's really amazing. Like one of the things is on one level, we're very close, but because we sort of meet at this, on this soul level, you know, sort of on this different plane, like there are women that I've been with for 10 years. I don't know that much about their sort of day-to-day life. Like that isn't, that isn't the level, but it's so intimate and It's just like a really safe place to practice showing up, you know, exactly as you are. And, and then what happens is right. You, you show up exactly as you are and you realize you can do it here. And then, you know, they start doing it. We start doing it out in our lives and in our relationships and work. And, and it's like this ripple effect. And are you starting any new groups or do, should we kind of move into how Alter got started and what the possibilities are for our listeners? Right. I mean, yes, it, yes. You know, I still have my lift group and as part of Alter, like one of the things, like sort of the bedrocks of Alter is this kind of circles of women and just, I think circle technology, you know, is just really powerful. So there are circles I lead, there are circles that other amazing practitioners lead, but Lyft is really kind of the seed in a way. So you started Lyft and you really wanted to have this center. Your living room was great, but I think you wanted to broaden it. So can you kind of walk us through? I know there were a couple times you thought you had a space, but it didn't work out. And again, that's a good lesson for our listeners. At first you don't succeed, try, try again. So can you kind of walk us through your journey to alter? Cause I think it's a fascinating story. So it also started in 2012 in in its own way. I ended up um, in this little meeting 
five other women, all of whom had like a desire to create kind of a center for healing and community in Chicago. And all of us, the common denominator was, you remember Transitions Book Place? Yes. It was this amazing, beautiful bookstore, coffee shop, gathering space. They brought in amazing speakers. It was just, and, and all six of us were like, really kind of missing it. It was such a void when it closed. And so we conceived the project and we called it Transitions 2.0. And it was like, we want to make a center. It's not going to be a bookstore, but it is going to be a place where people come for community and learning and gathering. And we made the vision board that we made in 2012 still sits at Alter. Wow. So over the years, right? Like that one fell apart. Other ideas came and went and it was incredibly, I mean, thrilling and disheartening. And like, it was a total roller coaster. And there was a period of time where many people were like, you don't need a center. You're the center, right? Your living room is the center. Like, what do you need a center for? And so I gave up on it. I mean, you know, I. You kind of gave up on it. You still had the dream. I gave up on the idea of like a physical space, right? Because mm-hmm. it just felt like it wasn't coming together. Like it would come together and it would fall apart. And it was very challenging, you know, to sort of stay the course of your passion when it doesn't feel like right. you can like a toehold. And then actually in the process, decided to go back to school. As you had mentioned, I went to One Spirit Seminary and did a two-year program in interfaith, interspiritual ministry. And Intended actually was thinking I would become a a hospice chaplain, but in the process of an assignment actually for school where I was really struggling to create like a service, Mm -hmm. it was, it just wasn't landing for me. And then all of a sudden I had the thought that people tell me, you know, lift is more like church than church, you know, Mm -hmm. lift is very sacred experience. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to imagine taking lift out of my living room and into this beautiful sacred space of its own. And then I just like, boom, I wrote the whole thing. It just came. And then that afternoon, a friend of mine who's a lift participant, a lifter called me out of the blue. And she said, have you ever thought of taking lift out of your living room and into a space of its own, because I just walked by an empty Starbucks and I got a hit that like, you're supposed to do that. And I'm supposed to help you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And in that moment, like the whole dream, like came back alive. Right. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, let's do this. Let's find a space. Like all those years of dreaming and planning just kind of like came together. And we had a space by Feb that was in January of 2019, February one, we had a space we lost the space. We found the current space in July of that year. And the current space is of course, perfect and amazing. And, you know, it's like, if there's nothing else that you take away, I feel like from my journey is like, you just have got to trust the process because it all comes together. You know, I'm also taking away that you've kind of had these angels helping you each step of the way. And sometimes as women, we always want to do it ourselves but I think you've built a network. You've told people what your passions are and they kind of came through from Lyft to finding the space. Yes. And And I don't know if you remember, Kathy, we were having tea at the Drake and we had a little piece of paper and we were, you were kind of going through the financials and we were looking at it. So, you know, starting a business is one thing, 
but kind of talk through, you know, you had to figure out the rent and what you were going to charge. And, and you had your grand opening plan for March of 2020. I remember I was going to go to that grand opening. Yes. And so kind of talk about the dream is finally here. And then COVID came. So how did you pivot? And what happened there? Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm still very much in that journey at the moment, you know, of figuring all the like, right, the dream is a reality. And then there's like, you know, the logistics of the dream, which, you know, is a lot, but, but yeah, so we, we took the space January of 2020. We were, I, 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 I outfitted it because I will say that I feel like one of my values and passions is, is like creating beautiful, sacred space, you know? So I had like, can you kind of describe the space just because I know you've described it to me. So yeah, so the space is a it's a 4000 square foot, like multi use space. It's in a really cool loft building in Logan Square. It's on the second floor, which I didn't really realize at the time, but there is something that happens with that you you know, we have this the vestibule where we really invite people to like leave their day and their shoes on the, on the first floor. And then you ascend this staircase and really to a person, they like arrive at the top of the stairs and they're like, what is this place? Like my shoulders drop and it just, it smells good and it feels good. And it's quite extraordinary. So there's, there's a lounge, there's a kitchen, there's a big open room for movement or or gatherings, you know, we, we also rent the space out for events and there's a, a, like a cozy meditation space that we call the womb room because it's very woomy and um, a place to just sort of, I don't know, come back to yourself and there's swings and books and just all sorts of um, like a feast for the senses. So, and it's, and it's shaped like a triangle, which I think is also like just kind of crazy for a woman's center, you know? Like, yeah, So what kind of programs have you offered for our listeners? And of course, we'll put your link on the website, but can you tell us a few of the programming that you've done at Alter? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, and again, like because of COVID, right, I had all these ideas and then COVID hit just as we were opening. So the very first, we did about a hundred programs on Zoom during COVID. Wow. And as you said, I have this incredible network of women who are also healers and practitioners and therapists. And so they are a part of the altar community. And I offer soul collage, which is my passion that is sort of a blend of art making and Jungian psychology and kind of self-discovery. And I do my lift groups, but my friend Barry Liner Grant, or the very first thing we did on Zoom, she offers something called the Memory Circle, which is a beautiful grief group around just inviting people to remember and share about their loved one. And we've done movement and yoga. I don't know. I, I am like a very uh, omnivore when it comes to sort of personal growth and development. Like I'm very curious and I feel like Alter in some ways is like just this invitation, you know, like all these different ways in, like wherever you are on your journey, if it's through parenting or, you know, you're in some sort of a transition, you're getting divorced, you're becoming an empty nester, you're just starting out. Like there really is kind of a wealth of learning opportunities, I would say, to companion you on your journey and then to do it 
together in community. You know, that's like living in flow together, the name of the group. I think it's, it's usually attributed to Obama, but there's this saying like, no, you have to do it yourself, but you cannot do it alone. And I feel like that is the essence of Alter. It's like, we're all on our journeys. We're all trying to, you know, work out the demons and grow and thrive. And who are the companions, the fellow travelers? Sometimes you're the teacher, sometimes you're the student, but it's a, a way of women rising one another up and companioning each other on the journey. So we do all kinds of stuff. In co-working space during the week. And co-working. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I guess today with the way the work from home, but I just want to tell a little story about myself was um, kind of how I came up with my book, Maximize Your Return on Life. I was invited to a woman's circle in a financial women's group. And we were told to leave our phones. And I'm like, I'm like the most linear type A, you know, I don't have my phone for an hour and a half like that. That's neurotic for me. And I went in not being a believer and I came out and the whole session was articulating our values. And I had never really done that, you know, spending more time you know, on open table or other things than articulating my values. And I brought it back to our firm and I did a little circle and most uh, Dave, my partner and Steve and my husband, and they weren't a believer, but by the end they said they hadn't thought about their values. And Dave, my partner decided he wanted to get healthier, but I really want to encourage our listeners. If you think this circle isn't for you, just try it. Cause I'm sure you've seen light bulbs go off with people that say, you know, this is too kumbaya. This is too camp. This isn't me but I'm sure you've seen it, haven't you? I've seen it. And like, actually to the point where, I mean, I'm one of those women, actually, like as much as I love it, I am also like oddly skeptical of the woo, you know, like I, I want to curate it for myself because it matters to me. But I would say that Lyft by and large is filled with women, ironically, just exactly what you said, who are like, I'm not so sure. I'm like, a joiner upper. I'm not so sure about women's circles, you know, and, but like, I feel really called to come, you know, or my friend has just told me how transformative it is. So like, can I join? And, and it's exactly what you said. It's because whether we know it or not, I feel like we're just, we're hungry for substance, right. And we're hungry for like meaning making and to be seen for who we really are and to talk about what matters. And this was interesting because I didn't even know these women. So it was a very safe space. And they kind of went through at the very beginning. What goes on here stays here. There was a candle. The lights were low. Like it was just so out of my world, but I just loved it. And I want to come to some of your sessions because they just sound amazing. And, you know, Kathy and I talk a lot. We both have kids the same age and they're launched, although I do call it Hotel California, they check out, but they don't always leave. But I, I'm encouraging, I think there's a lot of listeners in our target group here whose kids, you've done well, you've raised your kids, and now I hope you will take the time for you mm. and explore Alter or other types of spirituality because there's a lot that we can learn about ourselves and work together. And so if people do want to come to classes, are they on your website or how do people find it? They're on the website and the programming is open to everyone. We do have a membership that gives you access to the space and discounts and things, but it's a very inclusive space. But we do have an open house every month okay. where we open the space so you can come check out the co-working. We actually call it co-nesting because it's so cozy in our, in our little corner of the world. 
but we always do some programming. It's like a way to get a taste of Alter. So that's, if you're in Chicago, that's a good way to get introduced to us. But we also do Zoom stuff and it's altercommunity.com, but um, we're on social media. And and if you have people that want to use the space, they can go through alter.com as well to have an event or... Yes, absolutely. We're just starting to, to rent it out. And I one of the things I love to do as the consciousness concierge is sort of work with women around marking these important thresholds in our lives. You know, sometimes we just blow by them, you know, these transitions. And so to create experiences where, you know, they could invite the women in their life to, you know, let's like mark and celebrate becoming empty nesters and the bittersweet, you know, what that moment is, do it in community and do it in a way that's fun, but also meaningful. So we're, we're just, even though we launched properly in December, you know, with COVID, it's just been, it's been a journey. So we're just getting started. Probably with COVID people need this more than ever. So I really, really encourage people to check out your website, check out the programs. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is that really having our listeners maybe be inspired that you, they could take something from their living room and create it, even if it takes 10 years. So my last question for you, Kathy, is how do you maximize your return on life? I know you business-wise and through Alter, but what are some of the other things that you do that really get you excited? Well, it's funny. My life is so blended, right? Like I've taken this thing that feeds me this like conscious growth and development, like, and turned it into like this thing that used to be my personal passion is now also my work. And like, that has been (laughs) a little challenging to navigate, but I would say spending time in nature, you know, is really like one of the ways I maximize all the things that matter to me, feeling present, feeling alive, you know, just like coming back to like what really matters to me in my life is, is connection to nature, to myself, to others. So, I mean, I do it all the time in my work, but maximizing my return on life feels like pausing and finding spaciousness for myself because I'm finding it for everybody else. And that's important. That's really important. And what I love about that, Kathy, is that doesn't cost anything. I'm all about budgeting. So go take a walk. I mean, we live in Chicago. The water always calms me. Go by the water. We have botanical gardens. We have parks everywhere. You know, maybe even if we can inspire the listeners, take 10 minutes without your phone, do a breathing exercise, just do something for yourself because you're so important. And I know that Alter will help you bring to the next level, but it, it could start with the basics. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm always looking for free things to share with my listeners. So this has been an amazing discussion. I'm so glad I got to learn more about it. I'm excited. I'm going to have to, I really have wanted to do the soul collage. So we're going to talk offline about I'll it. do that. And let me just say one other plug, which is that we have this incredible art exhibit up until the beginning of October. So of all these goddess sacred feminine images from around the world. And it's spectacular. So another reason to come check us out. Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, Alter can help you guys maximize your return on life. But if you want to learn more how we can help you at Rappaport Rikus Capital Management, please go to our website, which is rrcapital.com. I have my own website called sherrygrecorikus.com. 
And we hope everyone will take a breath, enjoy nature and maximize your return on life. Thank you so much, Kathy. This was such a fun discussion and all the best for the future. And I know things will just. Mm, thank you for inviting me. Be great for you. Thanks. Thanks.